Hey everybody, I'm Caleb. I'm Hoyt. And I'm Andrew. Dang, okay, skip the one. I'm Trevor. <laughs> and joining us this week, we have... Britt. Abby Hubbard. A.K. Um, <laughs> Britt, you know, as our drummer. A.K. Was Andrew yes. Catherine. Yes, uh, uh, yeah. as far but Britt, let's talk about Britt for a second then. Oh, no. Britt has been actually fired. See, I have. We as a band just played our last gig for the um, for the semester, and he played terrible. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. It was pretty bad. Excuse me, sir. It, um, no, but he, uh, he he is doing the graduation thing and will not be joining us in the fall in a permanent role. So you can't see me right now, but there's a literal tear coming down my eye. He's been actually fired. <laughs> tell them what my new position is now. He's a drummer on command. The call. Doc. Drummer on call. I don't know. I can never remember that acronym. Caleb's not an English major. Yeah, words aren't my thing. I am a doc now. He's the doc. Um, Yeah, uh, you heard about Abigail Hubbard in a couple of episodes. (laughs) She uh, gave us about 472 questions for the first Ramble On episode. You're welcome. And Anna Catherine was just like, Ramble On. Sup? Yeah. (laughs) There we go. Welcome to the podcast, guys, by the way. Yeah. Huzzah. Happy to be here. Huzzah. I'm this happy is, one of the hosts huzzah. is very yeah. hospitable. This is not your debut because you were FaceTimed in on the Yeah, Red I've Line been episode. here before. Yeah. I'm a vet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, Hoyt. It's in the corner, Trevor. By, by those coding. Trevor is turning off all the lights in the cabin. We're, we're kind of like, you know, we, we're, we're, we're raw. The Proud One podcast. Are we setting so the mood? Raw. We are like Other letting the world know how raw we are right now. Behind the coat rack. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Yep, Trevor is strong to find light switches. I can see why Hoyt chooses to sit in this chair every week. Yep. It's comfy-wumpy. It is extremely comfortable. Comfy-wumpy. All right. So, Hoyt. Yeah. We've not heard from our friends at uh, the Faith Tabernacle in a long time. Uh, You you know, the uh, Faith Tabernacle of the Winter's Chapel in Canaan Land. Nigeria. Too long. Shorten it. But the Twitter too, account is just Faith Tabernacle. Too long of a, of a name. So, old dude tweeted, every curse of mediocrity that won't let anyone rise in your lineage is broken today. In the name of Jesus! Exclamation point. That just don't make no sense, dog. So I, I honestly just didn't follow that. So, what I think he's trying to say is like, you and your kin... Job, I'd be blessed. Easy. Huh? Nothing. Continue. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, y'all about to be blessed. In the name of Jesus. Um, but, medi- but mediocrity. I'm not sure why that's the thing that you're, I'm not sure why that's the curse that you're like so hung up on. There, there's worse stuff going on in your life, I'm sure, than. The stuff that you're mediocre. There are lots be, of things that I wish average. I was mediocre at, you know? Yeah. Like, like disc golf. And hey, easy, easy. <laughs> Tax evasion. Thanks. Well, well, he is mediocre. <laughs> he is already mediocre at disc golf. Easy. Oh, yeah. I really am very mediocre. And he has evaded taxes. <laughs> yep. Bro. I, yeah, Kev, so we brought the you here tonight. The IRS is not to, there by um, the W-2 in Texas, bro. That's okay. We brought you here tonight. I was to, talking uh, about the money you made you off Let you know that you're being audited. <laughs> Um, uh, but we're we're gonna keep this one nice and short, um, because we have lots of heresy to address in this episode. 
So hold I'm not gonna lie, I just didn't follow that at all. It's not even that late yet. It's really not. It's not that even that it's that late. I just didn't. Yeah. It didn't grab me. So Hoyt, your verdict? No. All right. So today, <clears throat> excuse me. We made a comment, if not in the last episode, one of the episodes before, um, uh, about a guy named Reverend Brandon Robertson, who is an uh, ultra progressive yeah. Christian. Um, Christian being a very loose term with this guy. Progressive of the progressive. Yes. Like Paul was the Pharisee of Pharisees. Yeah. This guy said, you know what? I'm going to do that. With, but with progressiveness. But with progressive. I'm going to be so progressive. So basically, progressive. he's not a Christian. Caller, progressive. Today. Everyone say progressive just in case we didn't say it enough. Progressive. 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 Britt, you can swing your microphone We're like to your now. face so you don't have to lean forward every time. Get it? Because while you have a stand, you can move it insurance. wherever you want. Okay. That was dumb. Sorry. So we're going to listen to his pinned TikTok because this will tell you all you need to know about this guy. Is this the Lazarus one? No. Okay. Um, we need to listen to that one too. Yeah. See if I can find that one. But here we go. Hey everyone, and welcome to my TikTok. My name is Reverend Brandon Robertson, and I'm a progressive Christian pastor. What you'll see on this page are videos of me exploring my faith and helping others think through their faith in new, fresh ways. I'm okay. First things first. I'm the the very first hashtag that he has. In the comment, the, the TikTok is not over. We're going to watch the rest of it. But the very first hashtag is hashtag deconstruction. That ain't good. So in case you don't know what the term means, um, kind of the uh, pop buzzword that's been used to describe um, Christians leaving the faith, they'll talk about their deconstruction and how their faith deconstructed over time. And that's basically the story of them leaving the faith and what all went into that. So... That's the very first thing that pops up in old dudes. If you ever hear that someone say, uh, talking about the deconstruction of their faith, you can sum it up to they're not believing anymore. While they're trying to cover up the fact that they're just like, oh yeah, we're just searching for the actual truth of the Bible and everything. We're deconstructing our faith to get down to what it really means. They simply just don't believe anymore. Yeah. yeah. All right, rest of the video. I'm not only a pastor, but I'm a studied the Bible for over 15 years. And so on this channel, you'll see me diving deep into the Bible, the ancient culture and context and language. And um, just FYI, not much context is given a lot of times. Not much at all. Anyway. And go, go watch this guy for yourself too, by the way. Yeah, just, just Reverend Brandon Robertson. Rev Brandon Robertson is his username on TikTok. Just go watch the dude. Okay, the majority of the scripture that we have is roughly 1,950 years old, if not older. Mm -hmm. There's not much fresh about it anymore. There's not much new about Which it. Which is why the Bible is not still being written today. Yeah, there's some, maybe something about, was there something about one of those books like towards the end about like not adding to the, the books? Somewhere in yeah. there. Maybe like a prophecy. Something like that, but that we don't, we don't. But the last apostle got, 
you know, we don't, we don't take God. that super seriously. Yeah, that's right. Who okay. listens to the we're, Bible anyway? Yeah, honestly. Here we go. It's in the apocrypha. We're joking, by the way. <laughs> You'll see me critiquing my own tradition because we have a lot to be critiqued for and calling for a different way of being Christian in the world. Okay. Hmm. I, I understand that there is, I understand the perspective of. Um, someone, uh, I, I don't want to say this. I got to say this carefully. I understand. You've had a stroke so far. So. <laughs> um, lots of people have, and some, somewhat deservingly so, yeah. the opinion that we value tradition too much in the church. And I, I understand why someone would think that, but and I do think that some people, genuine Christians included, can take some tradition too far. But... If you were looking at um, a genuine Christian believer and you don't like how uh, seriously they treat Christmas and Easter, then maybe take a step back and make sure that you're valuing those holidays and those traditions to the degree that you should, because they're definitely worth um, they're definitely worth some gumption. That's a good word to describe. Huh? Gumption. Like, uh, Trevor, what's the word I'm looking for? You're smart. Not gumption. <laughs> um, I've never heard that word before in my life. I'm going to make some like. Oh, have you heard that word before? Okay, I guess reflection would be a churchy word. You, but, you're speaking in the microphone, sweetie. Yeah, I've heard the word gumption before. <laughs> what's it mean? It means exactly what it says gumption. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Hey, for the first time, I'll say this without being heretical. Retweet. Good job, buddy. Well, you think about churches that are like tr- in the traditional mindset. It's it's good to have be leave to these traditions and stuff that the Bible lays out. But when it becomes of thing of we're doing it this way because this is how we've always done it, as compared to doing it this way because this is what the Bible says and this is genuinely how we want to worship. Then that becomes a problem. Well, yeah. that's like like I said earlier. It th- there are Christians out there that take tradition too seriously and value tradition for tradition's sake. Right. But at the same time, bashing on tradition for the sake of bashing on tradition carries no value whatsoever. And by and large, when progressive Christians um, when progressive Christians do that, it's just to bash on tradition for tradition's sake to try to gain some leverage. And just like just to clear things up. When we're talking about progressive Christians, we're not talking about politically progressive. Like, I, I don't care about your uh, thoughts on the tax code or immigration, or whatever. As far as this goes, like, we're talking about someone that is admittedly liberal with what Scripture says, um, which I'm not a fan of personally. So let's see what else Reverend Brandon Robertson has to say. One that takes seriously the words of Jesus and makes the center point of our faith actually obeying what Jesus said. Love God and love your neighbor. Jesus also said a lot of other things, too. Yeah, so from the progressive point of view, he's looking at the Bible at a totally worldly worldview. I mean, a point of view. So he's going to give the love God, love people thing the love we see today and not the love of God. So the love of God is completely different from the love of uh, that we call love today. 
which is something that I've been exploring recently. Well, and at the same time, like, I, it may it he's like progressive Christianity is just making God, making Jesus, making the Bible on a humanistic level, yeah, and not looking at it for what it is. And he talks about context, but and uh, the language of the time and all, <clears throat> and all this stuff, but but that's just a bull faced lie. Yeah. It's it's frustrating to me to see um, someone like this talking about looking seriously at what Christ said and like loving God, loving people, but you reject a lot of the other stuff that Christ said. Christ, yes, brought the message of love God and love God and love people, but he also brought a message of repentance. You know, and, and well, Jesus says, "Repent from your sins." Well, now I have to establish what sin is. Mm. Well, and progressive Christians don't like to talk about sin ever. No. So a sin would be to like, the, the only sin that you can really commit in the eyes of a progressive Christian is, is a sin of judgment. Mm. Yeah. Which the, the whole notion of don't judge, only God can judge, is taken way out of context in Scripture. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and finish this. TikTok and this this I'm gonna like play through the last bit of it and it's it's pretty rough. Identify as an agnostic, which means while I love faith and spirituality, I don't Wait, have any of the answers. This- he had he identifies as agnostic. He just said that he identifies as agnostic. What does that mean, Caleb? That means you don't really believe in anything. Like you don't know, so therefore you don't believe in anything. You know, a scripture in this just scripture just always comes to mind is just Matthew seven. It always pops in my head. Um, so there's a very, very few crucial verses in Matthew seven, which says, "Many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not do all these things in your names?" And he lists two or three things right there, and he says, "Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you." So, it, I'm just kind of going a little off track here, but. It doesn't matter if we say we know God, does he know you? I could walk up to the gates of the White House and ask to be let in, and they're like, why? Well, I know President Biden. They're not going to let me in unless President Biden knows me. Yeah. But if he comes out on the front lines, hey, what? Come in. I'm, you know, I'm in. But uh, if we come to God by our own volition and just claim him out of the blue, that's not going to get us anywhere. Yeah. But, and you're exactly right. And with this kind of thing, when he, ju- when he's the beginning of the video, he says he's a progressive Christian. Well, you're still claiming to be a Christian and you, you cannot honestly, um, with the right mind, with, with a right mind claim to be a Christian and an agnostic. Because, you know, Jesus claims to be the way, the truth, and the life. It's like we're talking about you don't know. Well, if you don't know the truth, then you don't know anything with regard to what Scripture says about Jesus, the guy that you're claiming to strive to live your life after. So what are you standing on at this point? Yeah, and half of the Bible talks about belief. Yeah, and think about it. Believe, but like, what if, does if, it mean? What does faith mean? Like, what is faith? Well, trust, belief, yeah, yeah. belief. So, and it says in the Bible that 
we're saved by faith. Yeah. So if you believe in nothing, how can you have faith? Therefore, yeah. how can you be saved? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, so like, I mean, half the New Testament talks about belief and faith. Yeah. It's not like that's so. Just, it's just backwards. The whole thing's just backwards. Well, in what it all boils back to for this is like the the chief end here is to live a moral life, which mm-hmm. I, I understand, and I understand why people want to live moral lives. It's not lost on me. But moral by what standard? Are we talking about moral by mm-hmm. um, by the standard of God's word? Are we talking about the way that this man is interpreting God's word for you to so that you can justify what you're doing with what you think God God's word says and how it should be interpreted? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's see if we can't scrape by the last like ten seconds. This is a page for questioning and doubt and curiosity. I hope you'll come and join me. I'm going to fast forward to the last few seconds again just to get it all in one fell swoop. Agnostic, which means while I love faith and spirituality, I don't have any of the answers. This is a page for questioning and doubt and curiosity. I hope you'll come and join me. That's something that's very popular with those types of people. It's that, oh, I don't have all the answers. So, I mean, anything you say could be right. Anything this person says can be right. Yeah. There's no objective truth with well, and, what they're claiming. And you love faith and spirituality. Okay, one, what do you have faith in? If you don't mm-hmm. know anything, you don't have the answers, what do you know enough about to have faith in? Um, and it's spirituality. Like that's the most ambiguous cover all my bases thing on the planet it's like no i'm I'm a, I'm a very spiritual person but i don't really, really believe in anything like, what does that even mean when you say you're a spiritual person like you like yoga like pilates like it, with, with tofu like what 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 does hold, that even hold mean yeah. well, i think you just stereotype someone <laughs> maybe i did and i'm not gonna hide from it <laughs> that's how you cut it on the patreon <laughs> yoga pilates <laughs> Tofu. Tofu. <laughs> Crystal yeah. rocks. You all know that person. You all know that person. Don't act like you don't. It's okay. These are the people that... <laughs> <laughs> these are the people that Anna drink Catherine, I'm sorry if we're outing you right now. Trevor got talking. It's not okay. Say, but... <laughs> it's not hey, no, okay. It's fine. It's fine. You know my return. I mean, it's... Back Trevor, to we love you. I just said that those are the type of people that drink LaCroix and like thoroughly enjoy them. LaCroix. LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, hold on. can we all just say what LaCroix is on three? One, two, three. Static. 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 Nasty. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say TV static. I just said water. It's like static. Flavored water, It's like carbonated flavored water. just flavored water. carbonated battery acid. With TV static from the 90s on it. I thought was alcohol. I'm going to be 100% with you. No. It's kind of packaged. I have a video to show you later. Okay. I know exactly what you're talking about, Britt. I love that video. Okay. You know, actually, before we go any further like back into the podcast... That was the first thing Hannah thought. I had a Celsius in my backpack, and she straight up sat there for like maybe five or so minutes, like thinking it was a white claw. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Someone told me that the other day. I was drinking a. Uh, it's like, Trevor, you portrayed the contract. Ooh. No, it was, it was other Anna Catherine that sings in our band. Strike one, she, Trevor. I, I sat down my uh, <laughs> like, Celsius. <laughs> Oops. 
I sat down my Celsius on the table in the union. And she goes, oh, wait, is that a white claw? And I'm like, and I just like turned the label to her. She's like, ah. Uh. <laughs> wow, what an anyway. interesting story. Thank I know, you for right, sharing. Abby? I'm really interesting, aren't I? Super. <laughs> going to move the chair because I can't see Trevor or Hoyt. I know that's just breaking hey, sweetheart. Why would you want to see them? Have you seen me? Oh. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. And we're back. So, heresy. Tofu. Oh, Spell sorry. it. So, there's uh, another thing that he uh, hashtags in the comment, or not the comment, the, the caption. Says, Biden is a lizard. Hash- <laughs> uh. He says, hashtag exvangelical. Like trying That's a to, clever one. You, you know, I, I wish that um, – I'm, I'm going to click on this hashtag to see what comes up. Oh, That's Lord have mercy. Game. Look at oh. – Don't click on this hashtag, people. What? what? <laughs> the, the middle top row. Hey, yo. Okay. Um, anyway, back to the podcast. Well, okay. Okay, so y'all know those of us – who are listening and in the room on TikTok now on all the videos you can hold up there's a moth that is not a moth that's a mosquito what? That's mosquitoes a in Mississippi are you kidding me sorry um, oh wow if you scroll down third row middle John Piper's son oh yeah uh, was it Abraham Piper is that his name yeah, yeah. sadly he's part of this kind yeah. of group big part of the movement Um, but on oh, in middle top right, I'm getting away. So, uh, on videos you can like post like a like a uh, tag thing on the video, mm-hmm. but it's not like in the video. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like a, not a clue. it's like a title thing on the thumbnail. Oh, yeah, you like have the that cover yeah. thumbnail. Image. That's what uh, I was thinking. Thumb- yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And it says post cult glow up. <sighs> And it says, no, thank you. Um, deconstructing Christianity. I said, we haven't screened most of these videos. So. <laughs> Exvangelical. <laughs> One of the hashtags is purple hair gang. Mm. That's cute. Okay. Continue. Purple Sorry. But a lot of this stuff just thank you, Andrew. revolves around trying to separate yourself from, because culturally, Christianity is not as popular as it used to be and whatever. People are trying to separate themselves from the mainstream Christian church. I wouldn't say popular. I would just say it's becoming less acceptable. People more so tolerated it when it was quote-unquote popular. Not really. I mean... Popular and acceptable? I'm not saying it was ever exceptionally popular and acceptable, but like if something becomes less popular, it becomes less acceptable. I would say both of y'all are right. We're saying the same thing. Quit being a nod, Trevor. <laughs> Don't you I jump at Trevor. Trevor like that. Trevor's but, trying but his yes. hardest. But <laughs> careful, you're going to scare Trevor away. <laughs> Trevor, I think you should file a, a complaint with Michael and Daniel about Are your you boss. I guess who? I'm not his boss. You can leave him I need the county police department. That's who I need. <laughs> Restraining order. Quick, Andrew, throw a tree nut at him. <laughs> I left it at Hoyt's house. Oh, dang. Um, Trevor was like, what was I talking about? Scared though. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> duh. <laughs> what am I that? He 
but like, I was wondering, like, because I was sitting there, there was a, just a part of a tree nut, like, on the table between me and Trevor, and I, like, jokingly went to flick it at him. So I wonder what his reaction would be. It's like someone who's deathly afraid of, like, spiders getting a spider in their lap and do it. <laughs> No, but it's not. Well, what's worse, what's worse is someone, we find out no, earlier. No, 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 okay, no, 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 <laughs> no. It's not someone who is deathly afraid of spider. It's someone who's deathly allergic <laughs> to spiders. Same it, thing. It bouncing off Dude, your just shirt peanut would not have over. killed you. Up a little bit, you'll be fine. But what's worse is we found out earlier tonight that Trevor does not have his EpiPen with him. Trevor, I have my excellent pen. your mom. I buy a pump. It. It's fine. Oh, I'm calling Mama Holland. I've never actually had. Nobody to heard use my fantastic it. joke. What did you say, Hoy? It's fine. It's past. Well, now cares. you said that. Now you're gonna need it. <laughs> Trevor, you can just drink my uh, <laughs> insulin. It'll be okay. Ah ha 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 ha! Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So progressive Christianity. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about deconstructing. Yeah. So all this is in an effort to separate where you are from where the church is. Yeah. You know, where there's a degree of separation, there's a degree of safety. Mm. And when you separate yourself from the church, you have a lot of liberty to basically do whatever you want. And you can say whatever you want without any kind of uh, structural body being able to call you on your crap. Yeah. So, which is why about, a lot of uh, um, quote unquote uh, evangelists have their own ministries and it's under their own name. Yeah, when and you think about like to a church. Ravi Zacharias, look at the exactly amount of crap of. that he got to get away with because like he had an executive board at Arzim that was supposed to keep him accountable for stuff, but didn't do anything. Um, I mean, when you look at guys like uh, everything's going on with Hillsong right now. Yeah, like Brian Houston didn't get his feet held. Getting did not get his feet held to the fire for anything for a long time. Called a f- I've got a board for a reason. Yeah. Not a, a deacon or a elder. Yeah. Um, like, like Carl Lentz was like, he was the king of Hillsong, New York, and mm-hmm. got treated as such until someone else thought, you know what? Time to say bye bye yeah. to Carl Lentz. Uh, um, we haven't talked about him at all on here, but, uh, and people have their opinions on him. He's not necessarily a heretic, but he's not, I wouldn't say he's the best person to listen to, but his name is Clayton Jennings. Um, and like he has his own type of ministry stuff, and he was under fire for some stuff he did a few years ago. Um, but I think he's kind of out of that now. I don't know much. Like there were some allegations like from women against him while he's married. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they were necessarily true. But it goes back to the accountability thing. Like he doesn't. I don't think he's a part of a church. Yeah, if that makes sense. Well, and then someone like Joshua Harris, who wrote the book "I Kiss Dating Goodbye," uh, wrote oh, yeah. it um, like in '97, mm-hmm. and then did, did a lot of damage to a lot of people because mm-hmm. it was he wrote it when he was 21, had no real <laughs> dating experience whatsoever. I'm and, just imagining us trying to write a book about dating. Yeah, <laughs> in all of our. Infinite wisdom. Yeah. Speak for yourselves. Sure's <laughs> you know, the only one of us don't that's. We have a scrapped episode where we did like a couples game. Yeah. You guys. No, did we a just haven't done game? that. We. No, we tried it and then we scrapped the episode. No, 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 no. I know what it is. 
It was Andrew asking me and you questions to see if we would get each other's answer right. Oh, I think we were going to say that one for the summer. Yeah. Big releases about his episode or whatever. Cool for the summer, like Demi Lovato. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I had to throw that in there because you said summer earlier and I was dying to say that. I'm going to remove myself from this conversation the same way progressive Christians remove themselves from the actual church. Ooh. Oh, God. Yeah, um, but like someone like Joshua Harris. So, what what happened with him? He wrote that book, and then he like had to go on a serious like apology tour, talking to people about like, hey, I'm sorry, this is how you should have actually thought through things. All this kind of Did stuff. Did he ever apologize to Birmingham or New Orleans or Memphis? What? You said apology tour. Sorry. Oh my goodness! I just thought of. Sorry. <laughs> So he did that, and then like he deconstructed. He left the church, and then he like offered people a uh, what's the like a masterclass on how you too can deconstruct your faith for two hundred and seventy five dollars. This guy was never a Christian, mm. um, and I don't think that. So guys, here's how you walk out of a church. Give me two hundred fifty bucks. All right, Stitch. Ohana means friend. Ohana means family. Family. So you sound closer to a gremlin than you do a Stitch. <laughs> but bring it back to uh, Reverend Brandon Robertson. He he makes the claim that he studied the Bible for 15 years. And when you... I don't know if I believe that. Hoyt, we, we have not been studying the Bible for 15 years as Ooh. individuals. And the... I'm not, I'm not going to just like try to tear the guy apart without actually playing any of his stuff, but I don't want to just sit here and play stuff over and over again in us... Um, rant and rave over like one TikTok for the next yeah. however long. You need to but, find the Lazarus one that I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, let me see. say something smart while I look at it. Um, Abby smart. and Anna Catherine, y'all haven't said a whole lot. What's y'all's thoughts on this guy? Or just our topic in general today? That's a really good question. Thank you for asking. AK, what are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Pure politician over there. Four? Sure. I mean, I don't know. He just sounds like Psychotic. you guys can say, okay, Psychotic, yeah. spell it. Yeah. Hey, get the harsh words out. Yeah. Yeah. Like you always say, we're raw. Hey. Can I say it? Can I please say it? Priority One Podcast. We're raw. <laughs> on the Priority One Podcast. All right. I found the TikTok. Love it. I, I okay. can let's tell. Play, let's play the whole thing first. I can already tell I'm not going to like the direction this is going. Yeah. Did you know that Jesus helped his friend come out? In John chapter 11, verse 43, this is what it says. Jesus called out in a loud voice saying, Lazarus, come out. You see, Lazarus was locked up in a cold, dark tomb, wrapped in burial cloths, left for dead. That 
that's exactly what so many Christians and so many churches do to LGBT people. They wrap us up and bind us up and tell us that we need to keep our identity, our true self, locked away. But Jesus, upon seeing Lazarus in this state, he says, Lazarus, come out. Step into the light. Take off the cloth. Be who you are. Come alive. I believe that this is what Jesus is speaking to every LGBT person. Come out of the tomb of shame. Take off the chains that have bound you up. Step into the glory of who God made you to be, fearfully and wonderfully made, just as you are. You are beloved of God. Flag on the play. Flag on the play. <laughs> My LGBTQ friends, you're no. not dead. Uh, are you? Did they like not read I, the story? So, so this guy has not been struck by lightning yet. No. no. He also kept saying Lazarus. He did. As the guy from Community said, "Gay." <laughs> yeah, that's good, John. Um, well, so. That dude is funny. I guess context is only relative or optional in the Bible. Yeah, so we're, we're going to look at the scripture The Bible's subjective. Don't you know this, Brett? Huh? Very, the Bible's subjective. subjective. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah you gonna... twist it to make it say what you want it to say. That's Hezekiah how that Hezekiah Ford, too. Yeah. This word is subjective unto you. Huzzah. Huzzah. <laughs> so, John chapter 11, um, where... Jesus resurrects Lazarus from the dead. Let's just look at it. Um, that was a sarcastic comment made by my, that I just made a few seconds ago. Just clearing the air so people don't think I actually <laughs> think the Bible is subjective. Okay. And that Hezekiah is not a book of the Bible. We don't retweet anything that Hoyt says out here. <laughs> it's often heresy. That's why we have Hoyt's heresy. All right, so then starting uh, John chapter 11, verse 38. Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, the dead man in Lazarus, you mean said gay to man, him, apparently. apparently, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up against his lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said on this on the, 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 the I said this on account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips, and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. So just a casual reading of this entire passage of Scripture in its context would suggest that, oh, wait, Jesus says something about, um, I don't know, that you that they may believe that you sent me. Maybe that's the reason that this story takes place in the first place at all as evidence for who Christ is and what he's done and what he's going to do in the future. Just Maybe. Just, just a thought. I don't know. But according to Bre- uh, Brandon hey. Robertson's standard of examining scripture in context, no, no, he he only <laughs> reads scripture in context. So I'm sure he's exactly that's the exact way to interpret that piece yeah. of scripture. That's textbook <laughs> reading yourself into scripture, like I've talked about before. Yeah, his, that's textbook. His version of the Lazarus story is like that vine where he's like, "Lazarus, come out." 
I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, also think about it is like Jesus didn't speak English. And Very the Bible good, wasn't Brent, written yes. in English. Like the New Testament, I believe, wasn't it written in like Aramaic or Greek? Well, so, Jesus spoke Aramaic, but it was written in Greek. Oh, right. Yes. But the point is, like, the word may mean the same, but like, I don't think he used the word come out when well, he said it. And that's a modern term about. It's, it's in the our lifetime that that has uh, become I mean, a very yeah, popular yeah, term anyway. Yeah. So, um, but, but I'm just, I'm just going to read a little bit more scripture. Um, and did when uh, when Jesus was on the cross, and he said to to the, the to the thief, uh, "Today you will be with me in paradise." He was referencing roughly one thousand eight hundred eighty-seven years later when um, Axl Rose slash Duff McKagan, Izzy Stradlin, and Stephen Adler would sing the song "Paradise City." Mm, that makes so much. That sense. makes sense. That makes so much sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think about you can't you can't take the Bible word for word and expect to get the full meaning out of it. Well, because if you do that, think about like with Nicodemus when he talks about being born again, and Nicodemus is confused, thinking, "How am I going to crawl? Like, am I going to supposed to crawl back in my mother's womb?" It's like that's what that does. It's like no, it's not what he means. Well, it's not so much that reading it word for word doesn't make sense. It's when you read scripture with the the lens of what you want it to mean, like. Brandon Robertson very clearly has an agenda and he is looking for every possible means to justify his agenda. And it's daggum near impossible. It is really impossible to justify a, a worldview of um, supporting uh, gay marriage for what it is called what it is. It's, it's impossible to support gay marriage with a biblical worldview. Yeah. And, that's his goal. A true that's, biblical worldview. That's his motivation is to try to find, uh, try to convince other people that it's perp- perfectly biblically okay to, you know, for a man to get married to another man or a woman to get married to another woman. And not only that, what he's, what's happening here is what he's basically saying is that, okay, if a, someone that calls himself a Christian is saying that that's wrong, then they're not really a Christian and they're not actually living like Christ wants them to. You know, there's a lot of motivation wrapped up in something like that. When you take scripture that out of context and you um, obliterate it that much, but because we like all the books of the Bible and not just exclusively what Jesus said in the gospels, let's look at first Corinthians six, nine. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Now, Hoyt. Yeah. It certainly appeared to me that from this piece of scripture, that the sexually immoral and the men who practice homosexuality will not be inheriting the kingdom of God. It's very but, clear. It's very clear that out. So but, but wait, but wait. But th- this guy who's a pastor and this awesome Christian told me that um, I need to come out and that God made me exactly the way I am and that's the way he wants me to live my life. No. No, 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 no. Make it make no. sense, good buddy. So <clears throat> does God love you the way that you are? 
Yes. Is he? But is he in love with some future version of you? I would say even more because that's his end goal to conform you into the in, image of the Son through what we call sanctification. So, the believer they believe they're justified, they are sanctified, and that changes every aspect about them. So let's take a uh, what's her face, Jackie Hill Perry, for example, used to be a lesbian broke up with her girlfriend because she became a believer and understood that it's not okay. Well, let me phrase that. It's sinful to live that lifestyle, but also call yourself a Christian, which if you do, I would take a second look at yourself and wonder. Go listen to episode 11. (laughs) Yeah. If you're actually a Christian, um, we need to tread very lightly when we're trying to interpret because like there's this whole thing too today where uh people say oh they changed the words in the bible on the, uh throughout history to say well that was meant for pedophiles back then and older men sleeping with boys and stuff and like either way it's still gay yeah and same it time. doesn't mean just pedophilia. The yeah. pedophilia and the homosexuality fall under the sexual Im- immorality. Yeah, and it's not like like I said, it's not just that. What's right. addressed here in the same verse is the sexually immoral, and what that is referring to is you know sex outside of the confines of a biblical marriage. Mm-hmm. Anything outside of that is sexual sin. So like, it all falls under the same umbrella, regardless. There's something you said um, a minute ago talking about like just God love you the way that you are like absolutely like you God created you like God um, like you have value because God created you and God loves you but God loves you by and large in spite of you not yeah. because of you not because you're so awesome and you have yeah. all these valuable traits that are gonna make yourself look great but He'll probably use some of those traits to make Himself look great yeah but I so just some things that. I would love to point out really quick about guys like Reverend Brandon Robertson. They so often will um, take like one verse of scripture and just like harp on it and take it out of context and like tear tear it to bits and pieces to prove to quote unquote prove. I mean, this is worse than taking like Jeremiah twenty nine eleven out and using it yeah. to like make yourself feel good about a test you didn't study for. Or Philippians four thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. But but if something like this, like like the whole Lazarus thing, that is rather uncomfy. And if you watch that and you just get this little feeling in the back of your head, like, hmm, that don't sound right. Nope. Maybe it's not right. Maybe it's not. Um, maybe you should like go read scripture in context, like Brandon Robertson said he would in his uh, pinned TikTok, talking about what he's all about and everything. But we talked about this with um, in, in the Hillsong episode, mm-hmm. Hillsong Bad. Hillsong Bad. With the, <laughs> the, Hillsong these guys bad, bad. are not, oh, this guy just wants clout. Like he's obviously not a Christian. Obviously, does not actually care about the way you feel or anything. He just wants clout. He wants your tithe money and your financial support. That's what he wants. He calls himself a public theologian. It 
Because you a know degree. there's all those private theologians. Yeah. It's like we, I mean, we, we, we made a joke a while back about you know, theological couch potatoes. Mm-hmm. They can't sustain themselves because what do they do with their knowledge, you know? And he's trying to virtue signal is literally all he's doing. And the, the reality is we talked about the gospel at, like for the entire episode last week. The reality is, is the gospel is offensive because what the gospel says is you're a sinful wretch in need of a savior and you Can I see your by yourself. Yeah. Just want to look up a verse. Yeah. Um, you by yourself are not uh, morally virtuous. Yeah. Like you have no moral right standing at all. Like you're a sinful individual and you need to be saved from that and from the consequences of that. Yeah. So you just mentioned the gospel is offensive. Yeah. So this is Matthew verse 11 and the passages. Matthew verse 11, the 11th verse in the book of Matthew. (laughs) Matthew chapter 11, verse six, but I'll read all of it in context. So the title of the passage is messengers from John the Baptist. So when Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on there. He went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. Now, when Jesus heard in prison about the deeds of Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, excuse me, are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered, go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear and the dead are raised up. Sorry. And the poor men have good news preached to them and blessed is the one who is not offended by me. So that gives a precursor that what he is saying is offensive. But if you understand it and aren't offended by it, you will understand that it is good news and you will desire it. Yeah, the gospel is only good news if you believe it. Exactly. It's terrible news. We were talking about this in Bible study last Wednesday night. Yep. Uh, it's pretty bad news for those who are jaded by their own sin and think that the, what yeah. they're living is their truth, which is another thing that these progressive Christians are always talking about living out their truth, though they claim the truth of the Bible. Yeah. There's, there's no such thing as they read subjective their, truth. Yeah. They read their own truth into the Bible, which is what we call heretical. And I think it gets to another issue when you get into the idea of like everything that was mentioned there about Jesus, um, when you when you think about Jesus not being like a controversial person, and whenever you're like, oh well, everything that Jesus said was well received, um, we're just getting out of the Easter season. We kind of understand. Uh, he got crucified. Yeah. He was very controversial. Yeah, and uh, he wasn't some like blonde hair, blue eyed hippie person that we made him today. Like, yeah. there's a awesome. Y'all need to go watch this. There's an awesome sermon by Vody Balkum, and I think it's titled The Sissified Jesus. Mm. And he talks about, I forget where it is, but I mean, there was nothing desirable about Jesus. Like, there was nothing. Sp- yeah, well, Isaiah 53 talks about, like, we, there is nothing that we should look at him and admire yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what he was talking about. And, like, he was like, the dude was a carpenter, he had rough hands, he worked. Um, he was tall for those people in that day. So he wouldn't just, like, Six five towering over everybody else. He was, it, it, it was known that he was taller because like he saw uh, Zacchaeus like over the crowd, right? Something like that. Something well, like that. Well, Zacchaeus hopped up in a tree, so like it's it, to see him though. Yeah. 
Um, that that speaks more about how Zacchaeus was so short. Never mind, scratch that. Um, but like, read it in context. Wait, sorry. <laughs> but so I think something like the average height of the guy back then was like five four or something like that. I think it's it's known that. <laughs> Trevor was really historically above that. average. Trevor, Trevor and Kevin are fist bumping because they're five eight. That's so embarrassing. Or whatever. I'm literally taller than you, Abby. No, I beg to differ. I had a growth hormone well, deficiency. On the whole thing about context, you're making anyway, fun of someone with a deficiency. Jesus was known to be around five ten, five eleven, I believe, is what uh, historians have. Really, in the picture said. I took with him, he was almost as tall as me. He was like six foot at least. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, when Jesus play. autographed my Bible, he looked yeah. a lot taller. Exactly. Flag on the play. Um, Me and Trevor know where it's at. Cool. <laughs> I completely forgot okay, where I was while, going with this. Jesus this was is... a taller guy. Um, There's nothing desirable about Jesus. Yeah. Like, the it wasn't. Offensive. Yeah, it wasn't this whole. Take that out of context. <laughs> There's nothing Modern. desirable about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's gonna get cut. Uh, while, <laughs> no, it's not. While that is happening, I'm gonna make a quick phone call. Thank back. you, Trevor. Wow. No. Well, tell Mary we said hey. So, what, what the point I'm trying to make is though is that Jesus wasn't some modern nice guy that we see today who's just like a pushover. You know, I mean, he was. Yeah. He was Jesus. Jesus of the Bible. This is the same guy that um, flipped over tables in the temple and chased. Out the money changes the quarter with a braided cord of whip. Like the, this dude wasn't afraid to afraid to throw hands a little bit, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. But I wonder if Jesus would have been a good boxer. Uh if, if it was that tall, I'd be willing to bet. Ha- yeah. I think he was been. the original MMA fighter. Been, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, but there's just like another thing, and then we're gonna wrap it up here soon with this. Anytime what Brandon Robertson is doing here, and he's telling people like, okay, you can become a Christian and nothing has to change. Mm-hmm. That not, like nothing can change and that's just fine. Yeah, You can stay living in your sinful lifestyle and you can do whatever you want and you can just add Jesus into the fray. Yeah. That kind of goes back to last week's episode, like I was talking about with the easy believism, but this yeah. just takes it to a whole other level. Um, That it's... Well, even with the easy believism, like there's an element of truth that's retained from the gospel, yeah, and it's watered down. This is this is not just this watered down; it's completely anymore. altered, yeah, altogether. It's like Jesus said, "They're gonna hate you because you believe in me," right? And stuff like that. Yeah, they hate you because they first hated me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like they're gonna know you by your fruits, which in entails that you're different, yeah, from them. But if, like you're saying, if you just you know, go on living your life and you just add Jesus to the fray, it's like, then there's nothing different about you. You don't yeah. stick out at all. That's just someone wanting to have a religious aspect about them. Um, well, it almost sounds like a mentality a lot of people have in the Bible Belt that we live in. Of like, yeah. you know, they go to church just because they have and they have that label, or we call it fire insurance all the time. Yes. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm a Christian. Like, you know, just check it off a box. But they don't actually but love They God. don't actually know what they're doing. Because yeah. it's like these people, like, as soon, think about like those of you who listening who've grown up in church. I'm sure you know people like as soon as they got their driver's license, you barely ever saw them at the church again. Yeah. 
Because I know people like that that I went to children's group with. And as soon as we all got our licenses, the numbers in our youth group, in that age group, dropped by at least half. Mm-hmm. We went from having like six or seven people in my in my age group to being like three or four. And I couldn't tell you how many were in my age group because when I was a junior and a senior, I was no longer a part of the Wednesday night crew because I had a car. And it was that guy. I was doing what I wanted to do. Yeah. You see, you see, that's the point. It's like you have the, you check the box. And it's kind of like that thing of like, yeah, you say you have Jesus, mm-hmm. but you just go on living your life doing whatever the heck you want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and that offends so many people today. But it's true. Like, it offends people because. Not, not the fact that it, like. It, it, it's them like they are like you you dare say i'm not a christian when i've been told i'm a christian it's like well if you're a christian examine your heart. Your life needs to look this way yeah right i remember when i got saved a thing that made me realize that i wasn't saved is the fact of so before i got saved i was a little bit of a jerk to my little sister mm-hmm. and after i quote unquote got saved about nine i was still a jerk to my sister a really big one like and I realized when I was about 13 or 14 that nothing in my heart had changed. Yeah. Nothing about me had changed. Mm. I just had a label. And I was a good person because I'd grown up in church. I knew all the Bible stories. But I realized there was there was something still missing. Yeah. And that was Jesus. Mm. And that's when I made the connection. And my life started to actually change. 100%. It's like we're, sort of we're, na- we're naturally sinful people. Yeah. We're born sinful. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you say you're perfect, you're just fine the way you are. No. No. Adam made sure of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh, that's good. Clock. I'm going to use that and claim it as my own. <laughs> uh, I copyright that. Uh, this is all. This is recorded on audio. <laughs> intellectual intellectual property claim at twelve twenty-two. It is all property AM. of Priority One Ministries. You have uh, no rights to it. Damn. Andrew, you big chilling over there. Andrew's in the recliner this week, and he is reclined, <laughs> <laughs> both physically and mentally. Yes. Well, I guess like didn't all this kind of start when we talk about context? Yes. So, yeah. Well, think about context. It's like. Philippians 4.13, a verse that I'm pretty sure just about anybody who's lived anywhere near the South has heard. Yeah. For I well, can do all things that Christ and strengthens me. Does that mean you can Paul. do anything? No. Paul yes. was in jail. The and sewer being of a jail. Sewer. Damn. So he was getting all the, <laughs> the fun, uh, the fun extra stuff from a human body uh, all around him. And uh wasn't any good. Um, yeah, but uh, no, that quarterback on friday night he can throw five touchdowns because god can strengthen him to do that yeah I our, am. And that's why he will throw so five the thing i made to think about that is i was in my aunt's house the other day and she has a, a little thing on her wall that says philippians 14 413 except it changed the wording just a little that i think kind of encompasses the context a little better mm-hmm. and it says i can do all seasons through christ who strengthens me okay and the fact of like, no, it's not what the Bible says, but it in, it takes the, just that one verse and it, I think it shows the context. It does, yeah, in the it one does. verse. 
Because that was a season four Paul that he was right. writing that and letter that's to the, the church. Context, if you look at Philippians four, that's what he's talking about. It's exactly. Like, I can do this season of life, no matter what's thrown at me. I can get through it because of Christ, mm-hmm. and that's the importance of context. Like yeah. without context, you could take Philippians four thirteen and think you can literally go s- stand in front of a bus, and it's like, I Christ will strengthen me. I can do this. Well, and, and let's even like, take it a step and that's further. Not, that's not the way it works. No. Let's, let's even take a step further. The guy that really popularized, you know, Philippians four thirteen from an athletic standpoint was Tim Tebow, but yeah. even Tim Timbo, Tim, Tim Timbo, Tim Timbo, even old Tebs would tell you that. Timmy Teebs. <laughs> like when, when he would write that on his eye black, he, he wasn't saying like, yeah, God's going to give me the strength to score five touchdowns. What he's saying is like, you know, God will give me the strength to honor and glorify him in this right. game. Like, but yeah, he did a, f- he, a phenomenal He did job. a phenomenal – I don't think anyone's done it better than Tim Tebow has. And as, as far as like uh, being super open and honest about your faith from an athletic standpoint. And, well, it, problem is every – High school quarterback saw them. It's like, ooh, God's gonna give me strength. I'm gonna score five touchdowns tonight, homie. Let's go. You know, so you're taking even like what Tim was doing out of context. So if you're if you're that loose with what Tim was doing, why am I supposed to expect you to be consistent with Scripture like that? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I agree. And it's the same way with. the progressive Christians and their ilk, they read themselves into scripture in that way. They go into examining scripture with preconceived notions that are not willing to budge on at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And what comes out of the scriptural examination is not what comes out of the scriptural examination is not someone that's been renewed and transformed by scripture in what uh, it does for them. It's someone that has um, scraped through the scriptures and found bits and pieces that they can use to try and justify their already uh, preconceived worldview. Right. It's a whole thing of like liberal versus Christian. I'm not talking about liberal like you think Joe Biden's sipped from God or whatever and he's the greatest president we've ever had. Um, or conservative meaning like, you know, you're a on the Trump train since yeah. day one and all that kind of stuff. We're talking about we're just solely regarding the Bible. You can feel the burn for Bernie Sanders and still be a Christian. Absolutely. 100%. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about political stuff. Like I said, like I said, we're not talking about tax policy or immigration, tax policy or immigration or anything. Like no. We're talking about like consistency with scripture. Yeah. It, it kind of falls with the same ideology though, with the whole freeness and you know, what's your truth and kind of all this stuff with um, being like a like a humanist, you know, um, and it's it, it goes back to context. You know, you want to take uh, verses in the Bible and read them for the context of what it means for what it says, not how we can read it and apply it. Yeah, apply it, but not how we can read ourselves into it and apply it to our own agenda. That makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in this week. This has been a great episode of the Priority One Podcast. As always, I'm Hoyt. I'm Caleb. I'm Andrew. I'm Trevor. (laughs) 
Trevor that, was, that was not Trevor, but I am Britt. I'm Abby Hubbard. I'm AK. See you next week. No, See you won't.